Hi, I'm Dr. Drew, and this is Dr. Drew After Dark. Please be advised that Dr. Drew After Dark may contain sexually oriented content and be unsuitable for young children. Hey everybody, welcome to Dr. After Dark. Uh, keep those emails coming at uh, drafterdark at gmail.com. Also the voice messages at 818-253-1693. And um, yeah, check out drdrew.tv also. We do a live show there uh, on the weekends where I, you can ask me any questions. We actually a call-in thing. And um, at drdrew.com, we got more stuff there. Be sure to support the people that support our shows here. We uh, try to select them very, very carefully. It is my distinct privilege to welcome to the program Nadav Iskowitz today. Mm. Nadav is shitting his pants yeah. because uh, he has never been interviewed like this ever before. Yeah, let and, alone by Dr. Drew, who he I was, grew up listening to. And he was complaining that he felt like he had an imposter syndrome, that I was going to expose yeah. him, that Talk this would great. be all against his will. Just let's set up some ground rules that nothing here will happen that is not with your consent. Well, yeah, and also I have say on Final Cut. So well, I okay, you can cut everything out of there. There you go. Now you should feel really good about this. <laughs> So the whole this whole interview that I'm about to have, you're not going to hear, evidently. Hopefully. So, uh, so I feel privileged because you're an important part of this. You're you're a critical piece of this YMH enterprise, and I'm the first person to really interview in front of the audience. Yeah, you know, I, it's being in the control room or in the control booth is a lot easier because you you know you're behind a glass, you're behind some walls. Yeah. People can't hear you if you keep the mute. Button and, and you checked. determine when you cut to you, right? When we see you in there, is that your? Oh room? yeah, I mean it's a team of three people in there. But but there's but you, I notice you've been cutting to the control room a little bit more. Um, and, I mean if we interact with you, right? You know, and is that you doing that or somebody else flipping that switch? Uh, so Chris, the blonde kid that you yeah. saw, he's the one that's at the switch. But you know, every okay. now and then it's like, all right, get ready for a picture in picture and cut to control room and stuff like that. It just it. runs like a control. Well, room. as I've said before, the control room is what really creates the culture here because the comedians come in here and they just love you laughing at their stuff so we thank you for that yeah i didn't realize and, i was going to become the laugh track of wine and <laughs> and then you produce all this stuff and you're sort of the critical mastermind here mm. so let's find out who you are and what you're about oh, dude oh my god i'm so scared how old are you do you know i uh, <laughs> i just turned 31 in september okay and where'd you grow up uh born and raised in la uh, like Studio City, Burbank, North Hollywood area, right by Universal City. Did you go to college? Uh, I did. I went to UC Irvine for four years. Uh, did not graduate because I knew I was going to be in film. What'd you study? <laughs> Studio art. Which is what? Uh, it's like I know how to make molds out of plaster and shit. Nice. Nothing I could really use. Oof. Yeah. A lot of really did you stupid. Hang stuff. out at the beach or anything, at least while you were at Irvine? Or? Uh, I did live on the beach my last year there. Nice. I lived on the Balboa Peninsula. It was, oh it was my really God. dope. Befriended a bunch of glass blowers and like lived a <sighs> beach bum life. It was That's, pretty. It was pretty that neat. is awesome. Yeah, it was pretty fun. Oh my God. I'm so jealous. <sighs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was. Uh, and you're from Los Angeles, so the, this beach is not. It's not a far off, you know, idea right. for somebody who lives here. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty nice, but it took me like three years to, you know, I lived there for my last year. I'm like, oh, this was stupid. I should have yeah. lived here for the first three. Too. Yeah. Do you live on campus before that? Uh, I lived. Uh, I lived in the dorms the first year, and then yeah, right off campus the first two years. Or two and years after did that. you immediately? And how, I mean, why the studio art if you knew you wanted to do production? Um, what was it? I think I tried to apply to film schools. Thing was, wasn't a big tryhard in in high school. Right. So I got like B's and C's, maybe a, an A here and there. Where'd you go to high school? Uh, Milken Community High School, mm -hmm. big Jew school right up the hill. Mm -hmm. Um, and by the temple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stephen yeah. S. Weiss. Right. Yeah, Michael Milken. I believe he was and still is a criminal. No, no, no. I work with him and the, really? the Prostate Cancer Foundation. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, he is a philanthropist. Yeah, now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, he's got he's to gotta get back. He did go away for a bit, right? Yeah. And uh, he, he, he was told. Good. Right. He was told that he had six months to live with prostate cancer 30 years ago and uh, made a, a commitment to try to figure out, you know, how we're going to improve care for prostate cancer. And he's had a massive impact. Wow. Yeah, massive. Didn't know and, any of that. And then he had my... the whole Milk and Global Foundation, which is just having impact philanthropic all over the place so didn't know any of that i just knew my parents wanted me to grow up jewish <laughs> why is that uh i mean my name is nadav itzkowitz which is just as jewish as you can get pretty much uh my last name the beginning starts with most of them and, and you don't look peruvian yeah, yeah i look quite semitic yeah. of course, <laughs> course tommy tom doesn't look peruvian either so right 
Um, but yeah, they just wanted me to grow up Jewish, and you know, my dad wanted all of us. Uh, I'm the youngest of four kids. Uh, they wanted all of us to grow up Jewish. I think all of us are either atheist or agnostic. Uh, so that's been a pretty fun. Is because of, of too much exposure to that stuff? I mean, yeah. Like you grow. I mean, for me at least, like you grow up with Jewish stuff, and you're just like, mm, I'm good on too, any of this. Too much. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like I'm way too outwardly express that feeling where people i mean sometimes I, I would think that i look so jewish that i could say anything anti-semitic and it should be a joke <laughs> and i found out kind of late in life that that's not the case and that people just thought i was anti-semitic for a while oh my god yeah that was pretty not that's, yeah, that was a real eye-opening that experience is, is funny yeah it no is it was <laughs> i had a real laugh about it yeah but, but uh, after also that, like, like wow i need to make some fine-tuned adjustments and so what what was it that made you push back to all the the uh ritualism and stuff and... yeah i mean it was like we prayed every thursday like every high holiday like you were gonna go to synagogue and be bored for about an hour and then yeah run laps with your friends while your you know your parents did you learn all the only drink oh yeah like hebrew was my first language it was yeah growing up in sherman oaks wherever you grew up <laughs> you don't think about that as well i mean like so both my parents are israeli they moved here in the 70s and they were the ones from their family that moved so all of my family is in israel so we would go back there every summer and all that and, and you'd stay yeah, we'd be there all summer, and you know, as you get older, that becomes less and less. Well, that's kind of cool. You learn the language. That's awesome. Yeah, but I mean, like my parents. That's the thing, though, is that like I thought I was fluent in Hebrew, and then I go talk to my cousins, and they're correcting every other word. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I guess I don't know Hebrew. And I go and talk to my parents. I'm like, have I been speaking Hebrew wrong this whole time? And they're like, yeah, but we thought it was cute, so we like never really corrected you. And so oh, that completely God. fucked up my confidence in Hebrew. I'll count to five for you guys to count yeah. you into a show, but. You know, when it comes to actually you speaking can Hebrew, read someone. it and understand it, though. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is accomplishment. It's a big deal. Yeah, I was reading some Hebrew for the boys earlier today, right, guys? <laughs> they don't like they don't like supporting you. Uh, so, and what are your other siblings doing? Um, uh, my brother uh, moved back to Israel. He's doing some sort of sales stuff over there. And by the way, moving from Israel in the seventies is kind of an unusual move, wasn't it? Um, what was going on in the seventies in Israel? They didn't like the whole probably six, bad stuff. They didn't like that whole six day war thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's got him out. Um, I, that didn't get him out. I think my dad was getting into jewelry, and so he was chasing the jewelry dream over in America. I mean, I don't know too much of his story, which just shows how much I really care about mm. my history. <laughs> he loves his parents, folks. Uh boy, yeah. Is the it was was there religious abuse? Like was religious used like a mallet? Um, no. no, 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 it wasn't like, hey, you need to do X, Y, Z or, you know, yeah, yeah. he's going to do something to you. I think that's more of like a Christian Catholic thing, right? A little bit more. Yeah. 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 But, but, but there are, there people can become so hyper-religious that it's kind of overwhelming to the kids, you know? Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. We had some like Orthodox kids go to our school and it was like, ugh. <laughs> and your parents are like, why aren't you more like them? Yeah. Um... No, they never said that. Uh, my mom, the main thing that she's always told me is that I was the only one that's kept on her toes, which I'm not 100% sure what that means, but I, I think it means I was difficult. And what does the other two siblings do? Um, so the other two are my sisters. Uh, one of them works for corporate America, and uh, the other one is, I, I think, a social worker. Oh, interesting. You yeah. think? Yeah. Pretty close to your family still? <laughs> not so much. I mean, you know, we talk, but just like... About important, like, day-to-day -day stuff, you know? Yeah. Not really about what are you doing with your life. Wow, how interesting. <laughs> now, that's the gist of it. That's the gist of it. I know that my, you know, my sister just got a job. She relocated uh, to, I think, also social work. Well, she has an MSW or an LCSW. Oh. Oh. I don't know. Don't sweat the, the big stuff. I don't know. You know, I don't know what, her, what my sister's resume is. So, back to the, the Orthodox and the mm -hmm. Hasidim that you were at school with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what's interesting to me is... My extended family is, is Jewish, and they lived in the Fairfax area. Sorry to hear that. You never saw orthodoxy on, on the streets Oh, in the 60s and 70s. Now like, you can't walk out there without them asking to be like a tenth for a minion and just like, hey, we need another tenth male Jew. Can you come pray with so us? So what, what is that? Why all of a sudden did, did it suddenly transform? There's kind of a funny thing. Yeah, I mean, Orthodox Jews just kind of have a way of muscling their way into it, places. Was, was there an immigration or was there a conversion? 
I, it was it's so stunning to me now when I drive through that area and everyone with the cakes on their heads and the well I mean know. it doesn't seem like Israeli Orthodox you know it seems like Chabadniks where it seems like Americanized Orthodox people okay um, I don't know what the difference is between that so is it that something where the parents all of a sudden decided hey we're not we're gonna have to really get serious here yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I'm not 100% sure. Isn't that, isn't that seem funny to you that it was like not essentially non-existent in Southern California? I mean, 40 years ago. I mean, that. I mean, I'm 31 years old, so I don't know that part of. But but I, I I understand that I understand that. But but it's just like it's curious. I just wonder what what went on. Yeah, you know, just like uh, you know, stuff's banging off in in L.A. and the Jews are just trying to get on it. <laughs> and what's your romantic life been like? Oh yeah, Christina asked you to ask. Yes, that. yes, she did. Um, I mean, it's been pretty. Well, actually, she asked me to ask you what you do on the weekends. <laughs> so, what do you do on the weekends? I mean, not a lot. Most of it is relaxing from like being having like a busy week. How do you, you know? like working here? I mean, I love it. You know, it's a what dream come the, true. What about the couple you work for? Oh, Tom and Christina. Jesus, boy, Busting they, really, balls all they the time. really try and pry into stuff. I mean, like there was there was a minute there where I was playing the wrong intro to the show for a while huh? I almost got fired whoa yeah. tell me about that i mean you know just like uh i thought we were going in a new direction for the intro and so i just kind of took liberty and did some stuff and took liberty yeah -uh. tom didn't like that no no tom got this close to getting fired really actually no a lot of okay. people a lot of people <laughs> thought it was true but it was actually a bit we're both just really great actors okay good because that does not sound like tom no yeah tom, I, mean, I mean tom is a i mean he really has great instincts and he tries to, oh, yeah. he tries to, I didn't say control things, but he tries to orchestrate things in such a way that he, he enhances the experience for everybody. Yeah. But I, I don't think he would get mad at anybody that had a different no. opinion or anything. No, 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 no don't you know? get me wrong. Like he, yeah. like, uh, I don't think I've ever seen him get too mad, but I would do not feel good for anyone that would be in those crosses. <laughs> oh, nice. I mean, just seeing him get upset at someone over a Starbucks order. It's like, doesn't seem like a bit when he's, Showing how upset he is, like he's really taking some breaths in, and it's just like, oh, he he really hates that this coffee was fucked up. Does he ever get mad at Bert? <sighs> no, I've never seen it. Really? Like, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, they're best friends, you know. Still though, it's easy to get mad at Bert for some of his. Is it? He seems he's just so fun. I mean, like the first, like this is since Two Bears One Cave is kind of the first time that I've been able to actually like work around him. He's such a delight. He is a delight. He's the best. That's true. But like, yeah, I've been working with uh, with Tom Cursino for the last four years, and it's been. It's and, been the most fun. How did you get this job? Um, so I started in post production. So with uh, these guys? No, 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 no. Like as a as a career. Like I knew that's what I wanted to do. I wanted television? To be, television. I wanted to be an editor in film or television. Like in terms of goals, I didn't really have any. Like I tried to keep it vague. So what did you I, learn for to do post? Um, internships. Because uh. I sure as fuck wasn't learning it for my studio art degree at right. UC Irvine. Um, like I was taking film classes and I was doing stuff uh, where, that my teachers didn't know how to do in the programs. It was like, okay, I've kind of outgrown this. Yeah. Uh, so I just kind of really uh, focused on internships and started learning through that. Um, and I just, I knew I wanted to get in post-production because everything else of production sucks. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if you're in production, it's like 12 hour construction work days. It sucks. Yeah. Uh, writing, not great with words. Uh, and then post-production is like, oh, cool, you get the final cut and all that, and it's a desk job, and the worst that you'll deal with is that the room gets too cold. Right. So I was pretty on board. And it could that. be fun and creative and stuff, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so uh, I kept my goals to just be super vague in that I just want to make things I'd watch with people that I don't hate. Uh, and I <laughs> look at me now. Uh, yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> um, so but, yeah. But was, where were we working? Uh, How did they find oh, you? Oh, okay. So fresh, uh, fresh out of college, I worked at this company called weed maps for a while. That was like a, a Yelp for, for marijuana dispensaries. Um, that guy just went to, to UC Irvine and I talked my way into a job, ran their video department for like a year before I thought I was wasting my life. And I was like, I need to move to Los Angeles. And you were a pot, a pot, uh, or a weed. Uh, yeah, shock, I know, this might come as a shock, but I've always been into marijuana. Yeah, you're, but you're. It's. Yeah, I don't see any evidence that it's affecting you negatively. Super functional. You, you know what I mean? Are you used, Are you high during the day? Um, if I'm not working, absolutely. But do you working? You don't use. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, that's the thing is that I don't really smoke before I do things that I enjoy. So you're just like an evening. Yeah. And you, is there a particular type of weed? Uh, the kind that knocks you out and tries to make you go to sleep. I kind of so like the, the fighting sleep against kind. it. Yeah. 
So that's um, the sativa. Is that? It's the indica. Indica. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I'm, I'm I'm mostly about flavor. If, if it tastes good, I will smoke it. Um, do you do edibles is, or just always smoking? Uh, I used to, <laughs> but when I worked at Weed Maps, I really I I just thought there was no limit to it. Whereas like, oh yeah, you could have however much, and it's like you'll just be really high. Uh, and then I, <laughs> you overdosed, <sighs> tried to, I think, uh, where, what was it? There was just like a random thing, like a random pill bottle called THC pills. I was like, doesn't say how many not to take. Popeye. Yeah. So I took the whole thing and, Whoa. uh, I just remember waking up in bed. Uh, and then when I came into work, I mean, I had to be driven cause I didn't drive myself home. Uh, when I came into work, everyone was just like, Hey man, are you okay? I'm like, what the fuck happened yesterday? Apparently I just threw up a lot and asked uh, someone to drive me home. Yeah. Well, which is great. Cause, uh, you know, you could try to overdose on weed and that is what will happen. You will politely ask. For well, no, to we, we can make you hallucinate. Some people really get very vivid hallucinations. Yeah. I've had that once or twice. What kind? Um, where my vision vibrated, Ooh. uh, with music. Ooh. Yeah. It was pretty neat. It was pretty cool. What else? Uh, what do you mean? What else? What other visual? Oh, I mean, that's as far, like, I mean, it's hard to get there. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to get to a point where you hallucinate on weed. And it makes you sleep. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I use it. I, like I use it primarily like to help me go to sleep. Does it give you good sleep? Yeah. I mean, no dreams for a very long time. Thank uh, you. Cause it cancels out. You saw Joe and, and Bert talking about that, right? Well, when no. Sober October, they were like, oh my God, I'm dreaming again. Well, I mean, no, it's just, I have just not had crazy dreams for since i've started smoking weed so it's just you used to have crazy dreams no i mean i just have no dreams right i just that's what most people describe they just, yeah and they, they'll come back again when you stop smoking yeah and whenever like i do have dreams i just think like oh i'm just smoking shitty weed i should find better stuff <laughs> what does that even mean anymore <laughs> that is, is not is there such a thing as shitty weed yeah yeah, yeah. really yeah <laughs> what does that mean well just like working at weed maps i like turned into a weed snob oh my god i'm already talking about stuff i don't want to talk about it's right. <laughs> but but I, i'm curious about this oh uh, shit um but yeah so like uh weed maps was my first job and uh i became kind of embarrassed to tell people that i did that because the only people that were watching it were like stoners was know? it when it was that pot was made legal uh this was around 2010 so before legalization yeah this was when it was still medical mm -mm. uh and you know that 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 company has such that, a good model because it's the second a state legalizes boom they have like a full state of clients that you know they could sell to um the what do you mean like dispensary listings yeah, but but the the but the medical model was was a sham, right? It was ridiculous. Was I mean, a, look, I'm not saying the as, reasons it, were a sham. I'm it, saying that fiscally, it made sense. It was <laughs> it was the whole thing was a sham. Yeah. And and what was it? Um, oh, what's his name? Uh, I can't remember his name right now. He said, "Yeah, I I do I do have a problem. I have a weed deficiency. I need more weed. That's that's my medical problem." Yeah. He was like, "Yeah, that's right." Yeah. At least he's honest. Um. But yeah, I mean, after that, uh, I think what it was was that I saw my sister who's closest in age to me. She did like some class at Upright Citizens Brigade. And I was like, oh, fuck, she's able to take that class. And I'm stuck in Orange County working, making weed videos for people that I wouldn't want to talk to. Uh huh. Uh, so that and when was, you say stoners, what do you mean? Like people are just like, oh, dude, this shit's so dank, dude. Fucking blaze it. 420. You know? So people whose whole life is. Right. Like that's their yeah. personality. Yeah. I hate people like that. Yeah. Like, you know, if it's. If you want to smoke it, smoke it. And, you know, if it, if it works for you, it works for you. But if like if it's actually part of your personality, that's that's pretty cringy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, after that, I just uh, I decided like I'm going to be making things that I'm not embarrassed to say that I work on. <laughs> so I went right into Lifetime movies and uh, I was doing the night shift over there and then just kind of like hopped from job to job. Uh, you know, every job that you hop, you end up getting slightly better at whatever. At, at that network, you mean? Right. Yeah. At Lifetime and. Uh... Oh, no, no, no. Uh, I fucked up that job. Oh. Like I, f I found out, I mean, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I work very efficiently in post production yeah. and they were not happy with how quickly I was doing things. Weird. Uh, yeah, so I just didn't get asked back to the next movie. You think they'd love that? Right. Yeah. Well, no, they didn't like it because they were paying for a day rate. So it didn't uh, matter when I left. And uh, like, uh, when they saw it took me three hours to finish a night's worth of work, they were like, mm-hmm, what's going on here? Yeah, 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 I got it. Um, so after that, uh, I switched over to mainly day gigs. 
and uh, just kind of worked my way to the top of whatever company I was at before, you know, either that gig ended or, you know, the company was bought out. These yeah. were production companies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so eventually I worked at this ad agency and they were bought up. What were the production companies you worked at? Just curious. Mm. So let's see. There was, uh, um, I worked on some Epic Mealtime stuff once. Yeah, that fine. was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and then I worked at uh, an ad agency that kind of did like main titles for television shows. Or at least that was like, that was the cool stuff that they did. And then their bread and butter was making content for AT&T that no one would watch. So I became one of the top like assistant editors there, as cool as that sounds. And uh, uh, we made like main titles for like, like I worked on the main title for Narcos, uh, which was pretty cool. That's cool. If I was slightly browner, I would have totally been <laughs> an officer in that main title. Oh, wow. How like, crazy. Just in front of yeah, like, yeah. A, a brick of cocaine. How funny. Um, but there was an Indian guy on staff, and so they gave it to him. Oh, so uh, But Harsha was great. Um, and so what happened was uh, AT&T uh, uh, merged with DirecTV and they had a team that did exactly what we did. So uh, there were massive layoffs. And so that was, I want to say late 2015, maybe early 2016. And so I was just like starting to think of like, what can I possibly do? Like that was a full-time job, which is a unicorn in this industry, a mm -hmm. full-time post-production job that doesn't really exist. Yeah. Uh, so I just started like, brainstorming how I can make other full-time post-production jobs. So I just started hitting up all of the podcasts that I like that are just audio only um, that needed video. So I hit up Tom and Christina, like that was a podcast I was really into at the time. Swarmage. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, your mom's house. So I, uh, I, I, I don't even remember who else I emailed. I just remember that Tom emailed me back within like five or 10 minutes. Wow. Um, and then I meet up, I met up with him uh, for breakfast uh, to pass his crazy test to like make sure I wasn't a deranged lunatic and passed it. Totally tricked him. <laughs> Pulled that one off. Yeah. And then, um, and then yeah, then he invited me. That was back when they were still in Redondo. So he, uh, I got invited back to do a recording with them, uh, which I think was around episode 330, 331, something like that. We're on episode like 520 something at this point. Yeah. Which is crazy that I've been with them for like 200 episodes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like I remember the first thing he asked me to isolate. I remember. Were you doing post mostly at the beginning? So what it was, <laughs> was I remember the setup. We were, it was a tiny room. Like it was. Because when I first did the show, it was at their home. Yeah. That was is like. Is that what you're talking about? That was like two or three studios after when I joined them. Wow. So they but were. you weren't there. Well, they were back in Redondo. Well, right. Like there was all these different, like there were all these different phases of YMH. Okay. So the first phase uh, is uh, they were in Redondo. They were in a tiny little office. Yeah. And uh, I was over there and like we didn't know anything about cameras. Like I'm a post-production guy. So I don't know about cameras. I don't know about lights. Right. I just know like I just point everything in this direction and maybe it'll all work. So. Funny you said the same thing today. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're really seeing the seams today, Drew. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. So. Um, we got these shitty cameras. I think it was Tom that found them, yeah. uh, but someone recommended them. They were like vlogging cameras. Vlogging was really popping off back in the day. Right. Now the thing with vlogging cameras is that they don't really, they're not meant to be on for like two hours at a oh, time. Oh wow! So every seven minutes I was standing, I was sitting in between the two cameras and it was like every seven minutes I had to look at my, not my watch, but my Reset phone them. and just turn it off and make sure that this one was on while this one was off and like time it right. So for about like the first couple months, my only job was to make sure that those were off at, were their, off at alternate times. From the actual cameras. Yeah. And then I would take it home and I would, you know, I'd edit it all together and, you know, do it like that. And then they just kept on adding more and more responsibilities and it's kind of blossomed into and, this. And then when they were at their house, um, you were so, doing post then? Right. So yeah. it, like it kind of like shifted like from like where it was, you know, I was working with them full time. Like right when I got laid off, we were trying to do something full time. Yeah. And then, uh, like, I, I just needed to kind of, I felt like I needed to stay relevant in the industry. Yeah. So I was like, I need to take more work yeah. or else all this stuff is going to dry yeah, up for yeah. me. Yeah. So then we kind of switched back to, to part-time. And, uh, and you know, we, I've just kind of been double gigging it where I just have two jobs or a job. Yeah, like two jobs for like a period of three or four years until they approached me to, you know, do Run this, this studio operation. thing. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, thank you for doing it. It's been Fuck. a great, it's been a privilege. Yeah. You didn't answer me what you did on the weekends though. 
I mean, hang out with friends, you know, smoke a lot of weed. Are you you dating? Um, Since I've been here, I've been dating not as much as I'd like to. Is the weed cutting your... Absolutely not. Okay. No, weed's never been a problem in anything in my life. Um, It's really a time thing. You know, it's just the more that I work here, the more I cherish my my time. Sure. And on the weekends, I'm like, I just want to stay in bed. I want to watch whatever the fuck I want to watch. I want to go eat myself into uh, comatose. Uh, and then, uh, you know, hang out with some people that I like. Okay. Uh, and you know, I'll go out on some dates and it's okay. You know, it's not, it's not anything to write home, but like, I I just don't find the connection. It's a a lot of people your age aren't in a hurry to couple up. Yeah. What is that? Our, our, my generation, and I would say was in a hurry. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what it, like, I, I remember like hearing back in the day, it's like, oh, when I was 19, I was already married for three years. Or or there was that, but there was also like, well, I definitely had a girlfriend, you know, that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. And over here, you just kind of keep it cash, you know, it's like you're dating someone, this thing. Uh, Do you think porn has taken the wind out of people's sails? Um, I feel like it's probably not helped, you know? Yeah. I've wondered if it's something to do with that. Yeah. Cause I mean, like, uh, I mean, there, there are people that, you know, want to be in a relationship and it's just like when they start dating me, they realize that I don't want to reciprocate that. <laughs> so you don't want to, we don't want anybody right now. No, I mean like I, I'm open to it. Well, that's not doing anything with that. Well, that's the thing. Um, what? Cause we could drop your testosterone levels and stuff. Oh, Think it's very it. possible. I mean, yeah. I, I definitely smoke enough to, to for yeah. that to be a case. Hmm. Um, but I don't know, like I've never really like gone after it. Like it's always been something where it's, so, so someone likes me yeah. and then I don't pick up on the signals and we hang out and then like, you know, almost every time that I've hooked up with someone for the first time, it's always been followed by, we've hung out for so long. Why haven't you made a move yet? And it's like, uh, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> and then I go into it. I'm, I'm an idiot. I'm really stupid. I can't pick up on signals. I think everyone hates me. You should start with that. With what? I think tell them that at the beginning. What, that I'm like psychologically damaged? No, that you didn't, I don't see that yet. <laughs> yeah. But you don't pick up on signals and you may be, you know, sort of. Yeah, I'm like somewhere on. Yeah, I'm detation. some. Yeah, I'm like somewhat of a TikTok. I'm but, probably on the spectrum. But I don't think. No, I don't, I don't pick that up. But but I also don't think you're unusual for your generation. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, there's a lot like me. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's what I'm sort of seeing. Like no one's in a hurry to do. Honestly, that is such a relief to hear. Right? That you think I'm normal, yeah. Well, I didn't say that. <laughs> oh, I'd be okay. careful. <laughs> okay. But, but in, as far as not being in a hurry and not, you know, being driven to find a, yeah. a partner and stuff, that, that seems to be normal right Like now. I'm more career driven and I do think it's strange that I'm not as relationship driven and I'm actually uh, trying to get into therapy to, you know, cool. figure out what's going on with this. Well, something's going on with your parents if you've not clarified with me. In oh, yeah. Family. Sure. Do you yeah, what, what's your question? That? Well, what's, what's I'm not giving this shit away? Are they, are you, are you, were they abusive when you were growing up? No, 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 no. no. As a kid, my, my parents were great. Uh, my mom was super supportive. My dad was kind of absent. Like he was off doing the workaholic thing, which yeah. I think is probably where I get it from. Sure. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, they never really showed, like, I got shown a lot of affection. But I never really saw a lot of affection between them. Mm. Um, as I got older, they grew d- more and more distant. So, so okay. Yeah. Th- thus, you you don't have a lot of faith in marriage and long-term relationships. I, I mean, probably. You know, Christina, probably and, I, has something to do Christina and I were talking about that, too, because we both had bad so we did, things we didn't oh, admire yeah. in the relationship, the, the relationship between our parents. Oh, yeah. And uh, we're surprised how great marriage can be, both of us. Yeah. So. I mean, hey, I'd, lo- I'd love to join that club. All right. <laughs> Now let's get back to the show. Let's, uh, you have a bunch of voicemails, right? And you have a game. I want to play this game. Yeah. What is this game? So I was very worried that I wasn't going to be interesting enough. You're fine. <laughs> but but I'm, I'm anxious to see this game. Yeah, I was very worried I wasn't going to be interested, uh, interesting enough. So I wanted to have some stuff to fall back on. Okay. Um, so, uh, you know, a lot of people, when, it, when they're doing parties, they play pin the tail on the donkey. A lot of people? Uh, some or, people. Or when you were in grammar school, you did that? I mean, we never did it. I just assume you guys did Okay, it. okay. Yes, yes. And so, uh, you know, I'm kind of taking that and I'm applying it to something that, that is covered in the studio. Okay. So, you know, there's there's a someone that we really like clips-wise. Yes. Who's your favorite person that you've R- seen in clips? RCP. RPC, yeah. RPC, rather. Robert Paul Champagne. I want to go see him um, soon. Yeah, I, I can't. I, I can't really want to go do that. Let me know. I will make sure you have everything you need. That a crew I, comes with you. Like we'll make sure that everything's taken care of. Just say when you're going, and we'll figure it maybe out. Maybe we should do it in, like just for Thanksgiving. 
Damn, you go to New York a lot. Yeah, huh? I know, I know. Okay, all right, that's fine, that's yeah. fine. We'll figure it out. All right, let's kind of aim towards that because I feel like if we don't aim towards it, it'll never happen. Okay. Right, um, I need to at least go visit him. So, uh, yes, I need to go visit I want to get him to Caroline's and do a live event with him. Honest, okay. That would be first out, of that'd all, that would be out of this world. That's a mistake. Why? Why? <laughs> Don't do that. Because <laughs> he's not that interesting, or no? It's just like once you take a wild variable like that and you take them out of the element, they become a bigger variable. Like I know he's a sweetheart. Uh, like just everything about him seems very nice. Yeah. Just I don't know. I feel like putting him in front of a crowd full of people. It's like you're gonna get like a King Kong situation, you know. <laughs> And God bless him. I love I love Robert Paul Champagne. You've you've been nothing but nice to us, and we've tried to be nothing but nice to you. But I just I see recipe for disaster. Okay, all right. We'll go to his house. We'll go to his house. We'll do. That. Um, and in all honesty, that's probably my favorite part about you being involved in this is me in that environment. Just how much you love to play with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like you are a medical yeah. professional, and we're making you watch you're, people you're, swim and shit. You're shaming me now. <laughs> No, 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 no. Yeah. I'm encouraging you. Yes. Okay. Well, I'm gonna I am it. not enabling you. What's a more positive spin on the Encouraging is good. Encourage. All right. Let's stick yeah. to encourage. All right. So this pin the tail on the donkey. Right. Okay. So, um, you know, uh, last time Tom was here, yeah. we, we found a new video of Robert Paul Champagne. Okay. Coming. Oh, yeah. So. I'm surprised he wasn't kicked off Instagram for that one. He was kicked off YouTube. Oh. Uh, but I think he's back. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I think he's back. So now, and I don't know if this is going to work. So we'll just edit this out if none of this lands. Okay. Um, so we're going to combine Pin the Tail on the Donkey with Robert Paul Champagne coming. <laughs> and we're going to play some audio clips of people uh, in the midst of lovemaking. And you're going to decide if it's Robert Paul Champagne or just a random cool guy. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. Are you guys ready in the booth? And it's just strictly audio? Yeah, it's just strictly audio. Okay. And I, what am I going to say? Yes or no? Yeah, you're either yeah. going to say, yes, it's Robert Paul Champagne. Okay. Or actually, here, here's the buzzer. Oh, shit. Where the fuck are those popsicle sticks? What? Popsicle sticks? Are they around? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Can, can you bring them out? Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> so a fan, a fan, is, these are just two, though. Can you give me the, do you have, a, do you have the whole bundle back there? <laughs> Oh my god. Um so this is just like for Oh my god. So we have the best fans. I think yeah, you know oh, that. Clearly. Uh every I, every I, I, every now and then I go to the PO box and I just pick up a whole bunch of shit oh. and and this someone sent a whole bunch of these popsicle sticks. Okay. With uh, Robert Paul Champagne well, the many on. the many faces of Robert the Paul many Champagne. faces of Robert Paul Champagne. Oh, this is too much. Yeah, this is an amazing gift. And some, guys, some, you, whoever did this, uh, you're a genius. Yeah. If you want to yeah. send us stuff, send it to your mom's house podcast, 321 North Pass Avenue, number 44 in Burbank, California, 91505. And then who knows? Maybe you'll get onto a show with your gift. Yeah. Um, so we're going to pin the orgasm yeah. on Robert Paul Champagne. Did he, did he, whoever did this, did they, did they freeze frame? Instagram? So if you turn them around, uh, some of them will have his Instagram comments. So I think that's the caption to whatever the picture is. But they froze it and then made a picture out of it. And yeah, I mean, this one, he just so says, genius. I think, come dump written on his chest, which I guess doesn't need a caption. No, it says it. It's so genius. Yeah. All right, now what am I doing with these? Right. So you just give them to me. These are really just for inspiration for you. These are, I win them every time I get it right? Sure. Yeah, let's okay. do that. Right. <laughs> so... Okay. Uh, sure, sure, we haven't shown them to the. Oh yeah. So we're going to be playing uh, different uh, people coming, and uh, you're. You, oh yeah. So if you think it's Robert Paul Champagne, you're gonna say, "I'll try it out." I'll try it out. Yeah. And then uh, if it's not Robert Paul Champagne, uh, just be I like, "I will not try it out." Yeah. Okay. okay. That works. <laughs> All right. Are we ready for uh, for the first one? All right. Let's, uh, do it. let's roll it. Yeah, I'm gonna come. I'm gonna come now. I'm coming. Oh. I will try it out. You will try it out. Yes. Okay, so that's so you think that's Robert Paul Champagne? Yes. Uh, could you make sure uh, to keep a record of whatever this is so that we could go back? All right, thank you. Um, okay, so that so, first one you think was Robert Paul Champagne. Well, give, give me, for the ones I do think is him, give me a stick. Okay. We'll do it that way. Okay, yeah. yep. All right. Go ahead. So that's for number one. <laughs> All right. Uh, play the next person Talk coming. My, my. <laughs> I will not try it out. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. This might not land. Okay. So, uh, that was, uh, okay. So you don't think that was Robert Paul. I Schoen. do not think so. Okay. All right. So we're one and one. One and one. Uh, let's hear the next one. Hmm. 
I will not try it out. You won't try it out? No, not try So it why out. don't you think, what gives away whether it is or is not Robert Paul Champagne? Oh yeah, and by the way, I just want to let Paul you know. Robert Paul Champagne's voice is what gives it away. So I also yeah. want to let you know that I've added layers into things, so they all sound similar. So there's like layers of Rachel Maddow talking in the background in some of these. Oh, there's just like random television stuff, because he got always it. has the TV on. Got it, got it, got it. I'm just trying to make it all a level playing field. Got it, got it, got it. Um, there was a quality of the voice towards the end there that was... To, to me, definitely not Robert Paul Champagne. Okay. If, if I haven't added that part in there, I'm not sure I would have gotten it. Did it sound familiar to you? It did. Huh. And I was thinking it was like one of the meth, our meth people. <laughs> <laughs> one of our, like, maybe four stroke or Good. somebody like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, okay. All right. So we're one, well, we're one and two now. Okay. Uh, one, try it out. And two, not try two it out. Two, not try it out. Okay. Let's hear the fourth one. Oh, fuck, fuck. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Ah! Oh! That's a tough one. Yeah. Uh, Tell me about it. What makes it tough? Now, when, when you say uh, Robert Paul Champagne, is it just that one video we recently saw that got him cut off YouTube, or is there a series of him engaged in said activity? I'll answer your question with another question. Okay. Do you think there's only one video of Robert Paul Champagne coming? I, I doubt it. I, I doubt it, but but they must be a lot older. The one I heard they were I thirty used to do that. Honestly, man, like if we. <laughs> If we publicized every time he came, it's like we wouldn't have time to do anything else. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know he, because I would think it wouldn't. It's a regular thing for him. I thought they wouldn't tolerate that on, on YouTube. So. By the way, while we're on it, I mean, uh, Christina was asking me on where my mom's at. What is a normal time? What is a normal amount for a person to jerk off? Like how frequently? Yeah. Depends how old we're talking about. What age? 31. Uh, some 31 year olds it's every day but uh but that's rare a couple times a week is, Woof. is okay yeah all right so. i gotta work on that all right um, um so i would say i will try it out okay wait okay so this last one let's yeah. try it out yeah. can we hear it again get off nope <laughs> that was a different oh concept. fuck 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 ah oh all right oh no that is that other guy no 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 you stuck no, to it you no, stuck no. to it you stuck to it you stuck to it i know who it you is you stuck to it who is it it's the guy that did the try tried on all those sex toys and things. It's that guy. Fuck. All yeah, right. so I got that guy. You're good, okay. Drew. I will not try that. You could really tell these guys apart from coming. You could really tell. It's scary. That's so scary. It's insane I'm having this conversation okay. with you. Is there this more? is a dream come true. Of course there is, yeah. Okay. Um, let's go ahead and play the next one. Get See that I will try it out. You will try it out. Yeah. Okay. Let me try. Let me kind of hear it again, or might because it might. Yeah. Let's hear it again, okay. guys. Get off. No. You know what? Can I? I, I got to reconsider. I will not try it out. Okay. You're not going to try yeah, it out. No, I'll not try that one out. Interesting. Okay. So what? Yeah. What? What was the? What was the thing that made you backpedal? It, it, it sounded almost like my meth guy earlier. There's something okay. similar to that somehow. So okay. Are you guys keeping sure track how. of who he thinks is the meth guy? Great. Okay. Was it you doing a fake, faking nah, one? No, nah, we'll get to it. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's go. Let's go to the next one. <laughs> I hope that's not. Him. I will not try it out. But okay. it was, you, you layered in a helicopter on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, some of it's just nat sound, you know. Sometimes I will not it's just try it out. Okay, so that's not try it I out. I should have two, right? Because I, I did it twice. Um, right, you did guess Robert Paul Champagne yeah. two times. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, so who do you steps. want? Ooh, let's give you Leather Daddy Paul, Robert Paul yeah. Champagne. Look at him. There we go. Hold on, this one caught <sighs> my eye. Quite a fellow. Uh, <sighs> this one just says 191 likes. Robert Paul Champagne says, love it wild. That's pretty cool. Um, okay, so how many have we done and how many do we have left? Can't hear you. Yeah, into, into the mic. Unmute the button. We've done six and we have four left. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. All right. Let's hear the next one. All right. Man, this is a lot. This is a pretty cum heavy episode. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, God. So many of these guys, it's feel like they're being strangled at the same time as they're doing their thing. I would say. I mean, how do you sound? I, I, I hope I don't <laughs> sound like that. You've never sounded like that when you came? Never? I, I, how do I know? I don't. I don't. I, I think you do. Okay, maybe I did. So there I will not try it out. <laughs> I will not try it out. I will not try it out. All right, you won't try it out. No. Okay, so you're so, okay. So, so you, just two. Just two are the Robert Paul champagnes. Okay, yeah. let's hear the next one. Uh, uh, uh. 
I will try it out. Ooh, okay. Which that one? Sort of uh, sounded like him. Yeah, okay, so that's the sunglasses. The sunglasses. There you go. What's the comment on the on the back of that? Uh, uh oh, <laughs> Robert, Paul, I'm cool for you. That's pretty fucking cool, dude. <laughs> cool for you. What are like one more? Two more? Yeah, let, let's uh. Let's finish it up. Yeah, let's finish it up. Let's do one more. Uh, on the fence with this one, huh? Yeah. One more time. Uh, I will not try it. <laughs> okay, you won't try yeah. it up. Okay. One um, more. One more. Okay. All right. Yep. He wants Last to hear one. it, guys. Keep it going. Keep it rolling. Way. Keep it coming. Literally. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh th that's the last one, I think, right? Yeah. Uh, see, I'm assuming these have these have spanned a period of hit time, so they could have been a long time ago that that he was. Yeah, that's something you got to factor in. Yeah, is this you know is this him coming yesterday? Is this, is this young him coming this five young? years ago? Right, is this young Robert Paul? One more time. Oh, yeah. Oh. That sounds like a young Robert coming, if I may say so it myself. It does, and you're sort of persuading me. Yeah, I mean, you know, like imagine, you know, you at 20 years old, you could enunciate probably a little bit better. You could come a little bit more I'm going to say, just because you're working on me so much, I'm not going to go. <laughs> I, I, will not, I will not try it out. All right. Okay, all I right, guess so uh, let's run through the answers now, and we'll see how right you are. I did three. I can't remember all the... I okay, think yeah. you're. I think. I think you're very close because I think there is actually only three sound bites of Robert Paul Champagne Ooh, coming in this. So you definitely have the right number. Ugh. All right. So what was the first one, guys? The first one was Robert Paul Champagne. I let, did that. Well, let's hear that. I, I got that one. Do we have to? Yeah. Okay. It's part of the game, Drew. Okay. okay. Yeah, I'm gonna come. <laughs> that's it. I'm gonna come now. That, I'm coming. That's his latest. Oh. That's his latest hit. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. his. That's his uh, magnum opus. Okay. okay. Um, all right. Uh, what was the next one? The second one was not Robert Paul Champagne. All right. Let's hear that. Fuck me, my man. Right. That's a classic drop. <laughs> Who is that? Um, that was. Uh, I believe the title of that clip is. <laughs> Uh, homeless man raped by gay ghosts. Okay. All right. <laughs> Keep going. Next one. All right. Uh, what was the what was the third one? The third one was not Robert Paul Champagne. All right. Let's hear that. <laughs> that was the guy I said it sounded like four stroke. Yeah. You said it sounded familiar. Yeah. And I think I know why. Why? I made that yesterday. Oh! <laughs> no, no, no. I was not coming. Okay. <laughs> no, okay. no, no, no. I did not do that one organically. It was just, uh, you know, I was doing this game and I was like, oh, it'd be pretty fun to like throw a couple zingers. You mean there. you pretend that you're you pretending? Yeah. 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 It was yeah. me pretending yeah. to come. Guys, yeah. I don't. Yeah. Got it. Guys, I don't come. Yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of thought you might have thrown something like that in there. So yeah. it, it occurred to me. So, okay. Mm -hmm. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Thank okay. You. Uh, all right. What was the next one? The fourth was not. Was not Robert Paul Champagne. Was not that the one I said was? Champagne. What was this one? Go ahead and play it. Oh, fuck, fuck. I think, fuck, I, fuck, I, fuck. I, think I said ah. it was. Oh. Yeah. This was the one that you were on the fence yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. This was Cool Uncle Terry. Oh. Yeah, This you were right. You were like, I think this is the guy that's uh, reviewing sex toys. Oh, yeah. Ding, 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 oh, right yes, on the head. Yes, you know yes. exactly which pervert was coming in that That's one. right. <laughs> I got my perverts straightened out in my head. Good job, Drew. Nothing gets by you, and that's why you guys know that he's a medical professional. You're bringing me to new lows. Yep. Are we going to go all the way through, or just tell me what I got right and wrong? Um, sure. What, what number were we on right now? Four. Yeah, I mean, actually, this cum game is lasting probably a little too long. Couldn't Can't hear you. hear you. We were on number five. You know what? Let's just say that you got all of them. How about I did. That? I did. You did. I got three for three. I think, right, Josh? Josh, the intern, mute button. Yeah, you got them all. Oh my God! I, come on, give me a high five. Congratulations, Doctor Drew. RPC. You know exactly what RPC sounds like when he's coming. And I also identified the uh, sex toy guy. Yeah. Who no you one know had, all of our cool guys. No one had grossed me out more as a cool guy than that guy. God damn. Drew, honestly, it is such a dream to work with you. The fact that you'd even be like, yeah, let's play this game where I try and identify people coming. I could, I could assure you. I don't even think we'd have other comedians on this network that would do that. So I'm thoroughly humiliated. <laughs> you've, taken me to, you've taken me to places that evidently no one else will go. 
<laughs> uh, you're an evil mad well, scientist. I mean, that all comes. You're an evil genius. That all comes with the territory in that you are literally the easiest person I've ever worked with. So, so ever. You say yes to everything. Nothing is on the table. It's just like, yeah, just tell me where you need me to stand and I'll do it. <laughs> and what's nice is you're acting about being nervous was just to set me off guard so you could pull this all off and turn the tables and put me through these paces, right? Nah, I got enough liquid courage right. in me now. All right, right. I'm fully comfortable fair now. Enough. I'm probably a little too sweaty. All right, should we hear some voice messages? Sure, let's do it. All right, let's do it. Oh, we probably got to give him a Hi, little time. Hi, My name is Ben. I'm a 22-year-old college student, and for the last couple of years, I found that I had a little bit of trouble getting to climax when I'm having sex with women. Not on Josh Potter levels, but it's pretty much hit or miss. Sometimes it happens pretty regularly, and sometimes, you know, it'll take a long time or I'll have to finish the job myself. Yeah. Also, if I'm drinking alcohol, it becomes a much more difficult game to play. Right. Hmm. Uh, recently, I started taking sertraline for depression and anxiety, and this problem has left the bedroom and come into my own personal life because now when I try and jerk off, Becomes right, an right. exhaustive yes, task yes, for got me it. as well. Okay, got it. Do. Yeah. Mm. I like the way I like the way sex with a woman is not a personal matter. Right. His jerking off is that's, that's my me time. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I, I, I mean, I've I've had an issue one time where it was taking me too long to masturbate. You know what you do? You just tap out, dude. If it's not worth, out, yeah, it's not worth the trouble. It's just like really double down. If it's really gone for twenty or twenty-five minutes, it's just like, do I really need to do this? Well, but but it is not normal. Uh -huh. Right, if and it's the sertraline doing it for sure. It's Zoloft, sertraline, same thing. So that's something and that that, it's that, a that drug typical does. side effect. Okay. So he he already has delayed ejaculation. He knows that. So it's kind of a thing for him. Any substance he uses, alcohol, weed, whatever, will make it worse for okay. sure. He kind of the way somebody like that needs to do it is find a stable partner that he kind of works it out with, and that they someone have, that's understanding, and that the two together kind of figure out what they like, what they don't like, how long it's going to take, what they can do to get him to the right place and then finish things off. Mm -hmm. Searchling is going to put a big problem in that and also drop his libido too many times. So, you know, you want to talk to your doctor about maybe changing medications if that bothers you. Is that the best practice? Like what's the best uh, medication where that doesn't fuck up? The one that don't do that was uh, typically was uh, Serazone, Wellbutrin, and Remeron. Those three don't do that typically or don't affect sexual functioning. Um, so again, if it's important to take the sertraline, you know, don't stop it. Talk to your doctor about whether you're making a change perhaps. Everything under medical advice. Yes. Don't, this is not medical advice here. I'm not telling you what to do. Right. I'm telling you that the, the, your symptoms are caused. No, no, no. I'm saying like, don't change your medications without talking to your doctor. I'm not exactly. saying, listen to what Dr. Drew said. Exactly. I'm, not, I'm not saying that. Exactly. <laughs> Next your, up. Listen to your doctor. Next up. Hey, dad. I think my balls are a little bit too long. Um... They touch the water all the time when I'm in the toilet, uh, making brown, shit like that. I Googled some stuff on the internet, and it said that, like, your balls can be too long because of, like, some sort of a condition, like the veins in your Ehlers-Danlos. balls Yeah, Ehlers-Danlos, yeah, well. which is like a soft, is a... It's I've not, had this problem before too. It's not what he's got. He's Go to fine. a different toilet. It's all good. Yeah. It's all good. Some of them are shallow. You know, just find one that's less shallow. Richard Pryor had a big joke about this. Oh, he did. Not about long balls, but about long penis. Uh, two guys walking across the bridge and had to take a pee, seeing the water. And then one guy goes, oh man, the water's cold. Or a bridge. Oh. And the other guy says, yeah, it's deep too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, two, two big dicks. It's, that's pretty, yeah, that's, that's a, a great Richard joke. Richard Pryor joke. Two big dicks. Next voice message. <laughs> Hey, Dr. Drew. Hey, mommies. Uh, piss on me, beat me, homie on out. Yep. I'm home here now. You like this and show. And I just wanted to say, I know you, I got two questions real quick because I know, hi, hi, Dr. Drew. I'm Evan. Hi, and I know you got to quick. So the first one, I have a cut where my tip of my dick connects to the shaft. And it's been there for about a year. And it gets recut yeah. every time I have sex. Yeah. And it, it bleeds quite a bit. Yeah. The most recent time it got cut was the worst. And it was actually having a straight stream of blood, like spewing you know in the movies when like one like little shot of like blood will like, like spew out that happens yeah so how do i take care of that it wouldn't it wasn't and, it's not uh, arterial so it doesn't pulsate so it doesn't pulsate yeah it doesn't look like a tarantino type no, thing. no, okay. no 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 right. uh go see a urologist you i don't know if you're uncircumcised i'm assuming you are and that's sort of it, what remember our phimosis conversations we've had almost every week? <laughs> yeah it haunts my dreams yes yeah. so those tears <laughs> of the frenulum there at the base can lead to a phimosis if you're uncircumcised and there are other ways to repair that and deal with it so you if know, you're uncircumcised so so that, the tears that, around it, the tip of the dick the tear is 
really it's what's tacking down the foreskin. And so that tears and the foreskin narrows. And uh, that you, every, he may be talking something about, un, some, it's hard to, just, people don't know how to describe these things. Right. This can be something under the head of the penis also, also might need a little something, the electrocautery or something to treat it. Now, this is kind of uh, creating a follow-up question for me. <clears throat> this guy is uh, having sex with just open wounds on his dick. Mm. I've always heard people advise against that sort of thing. Well, not only that, but uh, wearing a condom would prevent the thing from being reopened or re-irritated, right? Oh. So, yes. I mean, yes, you don't want to have open wounds when you're having sex with somebody. Yeah, that's the one thing that's been drilled into my yes, head since yes, childhood. Yes. Don't have open wounds on your dick when yes. you're trying to have sex. Next voice message. Right. <laughs> Seeing a dog nose. Hi, Dr. Drew. Um, for the past few years, I've had a reoccurring pain in my ass where every six months or so, a giant pimple will form at the tip of my ass crack, and it's right between my cheeks. It's like a week of hell until it ruptures or it goes away. Oof. Can I get rid of this problem, or am I just, like, fucked? No. I'm trying to keep it high and tight, but it hurts. Thanks yeah, I bet. That's just, high and tight jeans will make that worse. Yeah. It's, it's one of really three things. Uh, you can get something called a pilot because I'm not sure where she's talking about it. There's something up. Right, the crack of the ass has quite a bit of real estate. Yeah, up at the top here, it's something called a pilonidal cyst, which is uh, essentially it's a, it's a genetic thing, but it's a it's a, a abscess essentially that forms right right at the top of the sacrum here. Top uh, of the sacrum is medical for crack. It's top of the crack. Okay. Uh, it's it's a pilo. Just trying to make sure. Look, look up Well, get us get us some pictures of pilo p i l o n i d l pilonidal cysts. And they can be really intense, and they can be little... Pilonidal cyst. Uh, Chris, get ready to blur this. <laughs> <laughs> there it comes right up. Leave page. No, no, no. Do it on a new page. All right. Oh, there it is. See it? <laughs> see it? See where it is? On, see the... They're showing in the jeans, and they're... Oh, that was a better picture before. Go back to what you just had. See see it on the right there? At the top of the crack? No, oh, no, that's it. God damn, on the it. right. Yeah, I see yeah. I see it. I okay. see it. So that's it. Now, if you go lower down, it can be just a plain old perianal abscess or a carbuncle uh, and a recurrent perianal, perianal abscesses can be a problem or it could be a fistula or a rectal fistula and could be a bigger problem of Crohn's or, or of inflammatory bowel disease so it actually is something when you get it you very important that you have a doctor look at it because the fact that it's recurrent kind of suggests it might be a fistula so, mm. so yeah, the fistulas kind of come to the surface periodically, mm -hmm. and so that's oh, so a fistula is something that like fistula is it's a, there forever, it's, or it's there it's for a, a while and it just sprouts up sometimes. It's a burrowing, and the burrowing can come to the surface sometimes. <laughs> okay. Yes, you like our hand. I do, I do like that gesture. Next voice message. That's this a is one. a fistula. Yeah, <laughs> man, this stuff is gonna haunt my dreams. Mm -hmm. Hey, Doctor Drew, my name's Alexis. Uh, my me and my boyfriend been dating for about a year now, and he tells me that after we have sex. His eyes get dry after he orgasms, and he can't see until he sleeps again. Until <laughs> he sleeps? Oh, until he sleeps. I literally Googled it, and I saw really nothing about it except for really extreme cases. But if it is a thing, I would really like to know. Wait, wait. Do, do, dial that I the voice message back it. again about 10 seconds. and t I couldn't hear what she said. Let's hear it again. He has he or he wants to go to sleep to help it says, him see? I think it, she said uh, his eyes are dry. Until he goes to sleep again. Okay. Well. So, like, until he wakes up in the morning, that's when his eyes are normal. That's okay. when they reset. All right. And keep going. Let me hear it again. He's making it up. I literally Googled it, and I saw really nothing about it except for really extreme cases. But if it is a thing, I would really like to know. Do men's eyes... He's trying to make it about a thing about proteins. And his eyes... That is what? Like that is not Lack of real, proteins? But, okay. Something about proteins? Anyway, is it a thing that when men come... Sometimes their eyesight gets affected because I feel like no, but he hardcore believes yes. Hmm. <laughs> Thanks. I would, I would already say that he's not lying about it because it doesn't sound like he's getting anything out of it from right. her. Right. That's an interesting way of thinking about it. Uh, I would agree with that. Does However, that does that mean I'm a bad person? No. Okay. All right. People do get various <laughs> kinds of vision changes sometimes after orgasm, but they're sort of blurry and wa like wavy, that kind of stuff. Not dry eyes, what I heard her say. His eyes just get dry after he comes? 
Right. And I don't know if... You have dry eyes. I do have dry eyes. And they're dry before you come and after you No come. association with that. Okay. But sleep, I can see where having your eye closed for a period of time can make it less dry. And so that makes sense to me. Oh, but, okay. So that's what we... Oh, so you're saying it has nothing to do with sex. Well, it might have something to do. Maybe he keeps his eyes open, doesn't blink yeah, as maybe, much Yeah, maybe something. when he comes, he's just yeah, like right. wide-eyed. But, but <laughs> here's what you do. Get some Theratears. And give him some eye drops after sex, and that's the end of that. Yeah. Theratears. That's Nerd? what you do. Yeah, so. fix it. One more. Hey, Dr. Jew. Uh, this is Austin and... Uh... Michael. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's not his name. Anyways, we want to know where babies shit. All right. Okay. So, so hold ba on. Babies... I prepped this voicemail, and I'll tell you why I prepped it. Yeah. One... These guys sent like three or four in a row and they just broke on all of them. Okay. Like none of them were usable. But I understand the question that they're asking, which I feel like is rudimentary to YMH. When a woman is pregnant, yeah. she has a baby. Yeah. She shits. Yeah. The baby shits? Sometimes. In the stomach? So sometimes in the birth canal. And, sometimes? And then it's called a meconium birth. And sometimes the babies aspirate the shit and get pneumonias. It's actually, meconium is sort of a, an emergency. Not an emergency, but it's it's a complication. So it's called a meconium birth. And you find that out the hard way, I'd imagine. That you look up meconium. meconium. Show us meconium. Show me meconium. M-E-C-O. <laughs> meconium. Ooh, and then I, ha I have a question as well after this. Meconium, see the baby being born? Yep. The oh, he's shitting stool, all over. <laughs> earliest stool of a mammalian infant. Unlike later feces, meconium is composed of materials ingested during the time the infant spends in the uterus. Uh, intestinal epithelial cells, lanugo, mucus, blah, 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 blah. Amniotic fluid, bile, water. So it's not, it's not, uh, meconium is the, that's uh, what it is. It's not really shit. It's, it's like, shit like it's shit like <laughs> it's, it's other things that are going in the mouth that uh, are the babies floating in. Right. It's just, it's just all just suspension fluid. You know, yeah. he's, he's just hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. And they take some of that in and that's what comes out during the birth sometimes. So babies do shit is what Dr. Drew is trying to say. It's just during birth during yeah, just pre birth. I, I, it's not technically shit. Not technically shit. Not technically shit. These guys, these guys are thinkers. Speaking of shit. Yeah. Um, so I'd like to circle this back. Um, I made an, an, uh, a revelation on your mom's house uh, a couple months back that I've shit myself multiple times in the last 12 months. And since I have access to a doctor, I want to make sure that I'm not medically fucked. Okay. And I want to just, I just want to see that, you know, no, you don't need to get any crazy like butt surgery. I know that you're a big proponent of like, that's a big surgery. Oh, yeah, if you have rectal prolapse, that's a yeah. giant surgery. That's a, an immediate, like an emergency surgery many times. Don't think of prolapse. No, I don't think I don't think of prolapse. So I don't put anything when, in there that's bigger than this. <laughs> so when, when does this occur? Um, it, you, look, it doesn't happen when I'm at full health. It doesn't happen when I'm at full health. I'll tell you the multiple times that it's happened over the last 12 months. Good. Um, first time that I noticed it happening was the first episode of Two Bears, One Cave. Um, around 19 minutes in, you'll notice that I'm losing my mind for the first like 15 to 18 minutes. Laughing at me. Right, laughing. Yeah. And then I'm just kind of quiet for two <laughs> minutes. And it's because I'm trying to figure out if the other guys in the room could smell oh, the shit that yeah. I've just shat. Okay. They couldn't. And was it a, a shirt? Was it like you're trying to fart? It was a shirt. I didn't. I didn't seep through to the chair. No, no, no. But was nice. it in your mind? Were you about to fart and you shit yourself, or was oh, it no, just, no. just laughing? It was a it was a pressure thing. So it was like I was laughing so hard, and I'm like like belly laughing. Yeah. And then I think after that, I was trying to calm down, and I coughed. And uh, on the cough, okay, got it. Okay, it okay. came out. Got it. Got it. Is that a problem? Do I need a tell me the other episode? Is that a surgery? The other episode? <laughs> no, no surgery yet. Um, the other episode was uh, I think I was a week or two into transitioning into keto. Um, I was riding scooters with my friend. Were you taking any MCT oils? I was smoking weed. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have a feeling that weed has something to do with relaxing the sphincter down there. Well, actually interesting. So I don't know if it's because it relaxed my sphincter or just because I have weak ass lungs and I cough a lot when I smoke weed. Interesting. Because it did happen on a cough. Yeah, or both. Both of these happened on a cough. Whoa, I am making some I, I think right probably now. both. It makes sense to me. We'll keep mm. going. Somebody um, your age should have control during a cough. Right. A 31-year-old yeah. should not yeah. be shitting his pants is no, what you're saying. No. But anything else? So something is wrong. 
Um, <laughs> again, it could be the Wii just loosening the sphincter a little bit. And so maybe getting more bulk in your diet, like get some Metamucil and take mm-hmm. a bunch of it and see if that... I will say that it. I took the best shit of 2019 earlier this Congratulations. morning. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. And, and it's not... There's no leakage, right? No, no, no. And you're able... Although, and I mean, I'm sure he will hate me saying this, but my brother does have a leakage problem. Interesting. And I did have diverticulitis like... You're also young five years ago. That's exactly what my doctor said. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I've had butthole problems for a minute. It kind of runs through my family. Isn't really a butthole problem. It's not? It's a colon problem. It's a diet problem, right? Or we don't know yet. It's a genetic problem more than anything. And my dad did have it. Yeah. And diet can help. But not at twenty five or whenever. You need a colonoscopy, it seems to me, generally. I mean Oh yeah. Well, well, I mean, I have a pretty good uh, uh gastroenterologist. I mean uh he he made me do an iv rectal contrast uh which i didn't know what it was before i took it that was a pretty eye-opening experience <laughs> i didn't know i thought it was just like oh yeah we'll inject you with something and like i saw rectal on it and i'm just like huh, that probably doesn't mean what i think it means but uh then i went to get an examination and it's exactly what i thought it meant interesting yeah the worst three moments of my life happened in like a five minute window wow nice yeah Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. And they and they had no pathology other than the diverticuli. Um, yeah, like what ended up happening is they removed like 10 centimeters of my colon. Um, was it my colon or my rectum? You had a big surgery? Yeah. Dude, I was out of commission and sick for like 6 to 12 months. Oh, my God. Yeah, because so you... it took us a while to figure out what it was. Like for a while, I was just, I just had like it, it started with I had fe- like a fever every two months or so. And then that fever happened every month. And then that fever happened every two weeks. And what that ended up happening was that like I was getting septic. Uh, so I had a pocket of food, I guess, that ruptured. It's like, like an abscess. Right. Diverticular abscess. Yeah. And every time that food got out, I wow. got a fever to try and fight that infection. Wow. So it was a wide open. And, and did they oh, find yeah. it when they pulled out the piece of colon? Um, so what, ha- I mean, I was in the hot, like I, <laughs> I got admitted to the hospital via the emergency room because I had... What the thermometer said was 106 degree fever. Yeah, I was like super delirious, but they told me I was still funny, which is kind of important, I think, to me. Wow, good for you. (laughs) Thank you, thank you, thank you. Congratulations, maintaining your sense of humor through septicemia. Yeah, I was afraid for my life. I honestly thought I was going to die. Wow. Um, But I, uh, they gave me some Dilaudid. That felt really great. Uh, That really eased the pain, but I don't think I needed it. So, so the, it was, so it was a, was it the sigmoid colon they took a piece of? That sounds right. Yeah. yeah. And so there may be something related to that in this whole situation. The most interesting thing about that is that after I had that whole surgery and everything, yeah. um, for a while, like, yeah, I mean, the way that you get, that your body signals that you need to take a shit, it's yeah. just like, you know, you feel some inside stuff yeah. happening. You're like, I think I need to take a shit. Right. For me, right after the surgery, it just became uncomfortable to sit. When I needed to take a shit, right? Is so, that a normal thing? No, uh, it's it, it, <laughs> so your whole the whole the, you normally get something called a mass movement that pushes it down into the ampulla. You're not getting that function anymore, probably because they took that piece out. I mean, I'm back to it's, normal now. I do want to say I shit normal. I but, shit normal. But it, it, there's no everything's completely normal uh, in terms of sensation. I mean, for the most part, like there was stuff that I thought was normal back when I was in college that was clearly just early onsets of diverticulitis. Wow. I was taking five shits before I left for my morning class. And wow. I was just like, yeah, I, just, I like to drink coffee. You know, it just clears me out. Wow. It's just like no one else I talked to. Yeah, I have diverticulitis shit. too, by the way. I've had really? several episodes. Yeah, it's horrible. So the thing, like, the thing that they've told me is that they're like, everyone gets diverticulitis. No. It's just most of the time they're old enough where like you don't need to operate on it. It, it, it's common to have diverticuli. Uh-huh. It's also common for a subset of those to to leak and cause diverticulitis. But usually, it's so diverticulitis is when the infection takes. Hold. Diverticulitis is when the the little leakage occurs. Okay, and and usually your body kind of controls it right there where it leaks. It, but if you have a big leak, it develops into an abscess. Okay, and that's what happened to you. Mm. And that's not good. That's wild. And yeah. so anyway, so oh, you want to get in there, man. You are I'm permitted totally okay to have for, a little bit of uh, rectal uh, stool incontinence given what you've been through. So I'm allowed to shit myself way. according you're, to you're Dr. Allowed. Drew. You, you earned it. You I earned, earned it shitting with, myself. With, with the crazy operation you've had. And I still, recommend, I still recommend some Metamucil still. 
I'll take some so this ended up being very very interesting by the way so I'm glad you thought so. not being interesting that's all been right. my biggest fear is that everyone's just like this is a fucking snooze this is a bore get this Jew out of here Nadav is interesting everybody <laughs> we didn't even need the game although I enjoyed the game and it, I was yeah, humiliated it by it which everyone loves it probably lasted a little longer than it should but, have. but sorry, I, I always know when uh, we're in the right sweet spot when I'm feeling humiliated that's that's the your mom's house spot you know that that really warms my heart I know, I know, I know it's, it's a it's a target you aim to. Whenever aim to you put your hands in your face, I know. I've and I didn't my put job. my hands in my face this time. No, yes. I, th I think you're getting more accustomed. Well, to you know, these you tricks. know what happened. No, no, no. You know what happened this what? time is that you, you, you're coyly and thoroughly dragged me all the way in without my awareness. So I was shaming myself without even realizing it. Yeah, so surprise! I'm my, a little manipulative. I didn't put my hands. <laughs> so there it is. There it is, everybody. All right. I hope uh, everyone else liked it. Let's wrap this thing up. Sure. Thank you for letting me uh, discuss you. Thank you for all you do here. Yeah, thank you for having me. Seriously, and I was just thinking to myself, my God, by the age of 31 now? Yeah. Big operation. How many different jobs and you've had? And uh, It's an interesting life. I mean, crazy, right? Yeah. It's, it's like, like I think I'm boring, and then sometimes I think of that stuff. I'm like, well, sure, on paper, I, I guess that's 19 different production companies and different posts, and I was trained in watercolors and it's like, yeah i'm oh. just some joe schmo just so showing you cum videos and cum so sound. interesting well there's that too you're a manipulative dude we found that out somewhere. but uh yeah so again i no no i had no doubt your skill set given what i see you do here so oh, thank you so uh, that means a lot you know if, if it seems like i know what i'm doing then well, i have manipulated and, and, you and correctly. and you make it look easy at the same time which is really but i know there's a lot going on here so oh i have non-stop anxiety yeah i, I appreciate it so we'll wrap it up with that. Uh, check out drdrew.tv. Check out drdrew.com. Drdrew.tv, where you, you can sign up to be part of this live broadcast we do on the weekends. And .com, we've got me and Corolla. And all my other public, all my other stuff is listed at .com. So please check it out. Get on our email list, uh, slash contact, drdrew.com slash contact. And uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you. All conversations and information exchanged during participation of the Dr. Drew After Dark podcast or interaction on the drdrew.com website is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Do not confuse this with treatment or physician medical advice or direction per se. You must always follow your medical professional's advice and direction. Nothing on these podcasts or posted on this site supplements or supersedes the relationship and direction of your medical caretakers. Please understand, I am not playing the role of physician in this environment per se. I'm educating. I am a licensed physician with specialty boards in American Board of Internal Medicine and American Board of Addiction Medicine.